Hello, everyone, and welcome to Front Porch Philosophy. We are at it two nights in a row. You might not know that, depending on what uh, order the episodes that we make come out in. But this is our second night out on the front porch. I would say equally as beautiful uh, in comparison to the other night, though I think the sun clips that escaped behind the horizon was maybe nicer last night. It was a little more purple. I think you're right. I, and I also, um, if there's anybody listening, I... I hope there is. Yeah. I, I, if you did listen to episode one, we're doing another one, the second night in a row. Because I kind of thought maybe we wandered a little bit in the in the first I, one, and I, I was like, we need need to have, maybe two in case somebody said maybe we'll give them another try. <laughs> I, I think that's smart because I would agree. I think we did wander a little bit. Um, and if but you but it was the first one. Yes, it was our first one. It, it takes a little while to get into stride. And I, I think we caught our stride, you know. When Kira came out and said hi, and then mm-hmm. afterwards. Uh, before that, maybe there was a little... A little all over the place, but it's easy to do that. It is easy to do that. So if you're with us, I appreciate it. Um, and that's what we wanted to do, too, in back-to-back nights, so that if we do something, we can maybe have two out at once. And then if you go, oh, that first one was was painful, yes. then you can maybe go to this one. I don't know. Maybe it'll be equally as painful. But maybe not. Or perhaps you stopped the first one halfway through and said, oof, maybe the next one's better. And now you're here and we're explaining ourselves a little bit. Perhaps. If we needed explanation. Maybe you really enjoyed the first one. And I'm hoping this one's good because I'm a little worried about you because I I think that you're, you know, you're acting as though you're a little down today because of the uh, the keto's getting you down. I I was a little down today. I, I really wanted to eat some normal food. I went to the mall and I passed like the Cinnabon stand and the uh, Auntie, that's what it was. Auntie Anne's, and then I looked at Panda Express too, oh. and I it was I was just overwhelmed with the things that I cannot have, and okay. you know you fail to remember the things you can have and then you get lost in it. So you think you're on a you think you're on a comeback now? I I think so. Yes, I had a nice dinner. Okay. Um, Came home and ate. I also hadn't really eaten until like 3 p.m., so I think that probably... Well, I probably did something as well. Had something to do with it as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just, I hope you can, you know, you can summon up the energy to uh, to go through this one. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm always ready to go. All right. Well, it is it is a nice night. Um, I just got done making a fire in the, mm-hmm. in the backyard. Now, again, if you listen to the first podcast, we do want you to know that we are in the suburbs because if we talk about... Our, you know, daughter sleeping on a trampoline, having a fire. It would make you think that we're in the country, but yes, we're not. Yes, we're not. We're on our front porch um, in our suburb. Yes. Looking out and becoming more of one with the community because we're trying this on the front porch, which is kind of what we want to talk about today. Um, oneness, maybe. You could maybe describe it as that. I wouldn't like to, I don't want to overstep, but... I, I don't know. I think we, we were talking Connectedness yesterday. Okay. is maybe a so better we word. were talking, you know, yesterday about, you know, and I'm still enamored with this idea that maybe two is the primary number. Yes. Because we started to say that without two, there really isn't any need for one. Right. So to me, um, maybe two should be the first significant number because... You know, you build on it from there. You, but uh, And that was interesting, and it was interesting talking to Kira about that and what two meant, and it, it led us to um, actually, after the, the podcast, to go inside and see how everybody wrote their twos. Yes. And um, 
it was it was interesting so so as we get into that i i thought maybe you know garrett today could talk we'd maybe talk a little bit about a couple concepts that i have been thinking about and one of them is the word ubuntu Mm -hmm. which is a an african term that it can mean different things i guess but in the essence of it is um the fact that um you can't be a person without other people right and right. that lends lends to this number two that kind does of that concept. does tie in pretty well with what we were talking yeah, about yeah so i think that's cool so maybe you could tell me what that kind of means to you and then maybe later i think it's also related to something you told me that you've been talking about with some of your buddies which is this term agape mm -hmm. for love and it's also something about like it, we create you're created and you help create other people via agape right so so, so well, maybe what, what what do you think about ubuntu ubuntu well i think that kind of ties into what i was talking about or at least speculating last episode when i talked about like a person on an island and like that person, if they were alone, that concept of Ubuntu would be totally, totally void, right? Like there would that wouldn't be a thing. There wouldn't it wouldn't be necessary, um, because there would be no one else there. You're and the idea is that I am because we are, is kind of the is a, is a translation and conceptualization of that term that I have, I have seen when you told me that we were gonna talk about it a little bit, but um. I think it 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 makes a lot of sense because I think just a big thing that we we lose all the time is the interconnectedness of things and it's Ubuntu is a good reminder that you are so deeply intertwined with the world around you and then I mean Ubuntu is particular to the people around you that they are really who make you and I mean but what do you really think that means? Like, how do you think that other people, how how do you think other people maybe have made you? Well, I know that um, I have been shaped a lot by you and mom and the fact that, like, and my sister and everything like that, at least on a family level, mm -hmm. right? Like, I'm sure a lot of my thoughts and actions and, like, my my want to go out and learn more and think about different things probably comes a lot from you. I don't know if that was purely me, and I think it's tough to really call, I don't know, at least personally, I think it's tough to call anything really But do, do you, you. Right. You know? Do you think that, do you think that uh, you're, you reflect back to people what you think they want you to be? Yes, I do that quite often. So is that a way that they create you? I, I don't know because I don't think that's me then, that reflection that they see. Like if I'm, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's true. I do. I'll talk to certain people in certain ways because I know that that's what they want to hear. Um, so. But is, isn't that you then while you're doing that? I guess because then I'm making the decision to do that and that's who I want to be in that moment. So are you different people to different people? 
Yes. I would say kind of different. Um, I try to be as consistent as I can. Um, and But it's tough, and I'm sure anyone listening knows, because I'm sure us talking about this right now, you've thought of someone who you recently interacted with, and you're like, ah, that really wasn't me, whatever that is. When right. you talk, people say that all the time. People are like, oh, that it wasn't me, mm-hmm. or that this isn't me. Like, it's something that you do, or something that maybe that you wear, or something, you say, this isn't me. But is it... But, it, but is it? I don't know. Is it? Is it you? If it isn't me... Is it not you in the situation you're in, or is it not you all the time? And I don't know, is Ubuntu maybe more of a relative term than... But if we're not us without other people, and it's the other people that help make us, then what is that you always talk about, you've been talking about a me that feels like it's... Um, independent of that. Right. It's independent of what others are making you. Right. But is there anything that's independent of what others have made you? I think it's, I personally, I'm, I don't know if I could identify that right now because I don't know if I've spent enough time alone. True, but even to the point that, you know, the only time that you would be able to go out and be alone, as we talked about last time, is once you've matured to a point that you could go out and be yes. alone. Yes, like you couldn't send so, a baby out alone. So by the time so that they right. never were some, so they never accumulated anything else from anyone. So by the time that you went to be alone, you had already been formed in some way by other people. Yes, and I think it's. I think sometimes people think of that as a negative thing. Think like of what as a negative thing? Of you being formed from other people because it's like, oh, you lost yourself to the people you're around and whatever. And I think that can be true sometimes, but I think knowing that makes your relationships and everything like that that much more important. And And you know, now you know, that what you do to someone else might build upon who the they are, who they quite literally are, the interaction that you have with them might build on to that and shape their their character. Yeah. I think maybe part of the myth is that there's something that's us that is independent of what has been created with our interactions with others. Yeah. So we live in a do we live in a world of myth or, or, or of false thinking where we think that there is this, that we were born and there was something about us that existed that was me when I was born and that has been molded by other people. If that's what I kind of hear yeah. you say, but maybe there wasn't anything until you started being shaped by me, your mom, other people, the environment, then nature, you know, positive uh, experiences, negative experiences, all those things 
are create have created to this point what you call you yes but there was there wasn't and if other people are continually creating you then is the you changing i would i would maybe say yes because if you if you take a second and i couldn't really say one now but like if you think about your earliest memory like the earliest memory that you have right mm-hmm. the you perceiving it in that moment is certainly different than the you like what you think of it now but what is your earliest memory that's what i'm saying i i honestly i'm trying to think and like pictures are always helpful with that but i'm terrible at just recalling events in that kind of way so you don't know what your earliest memory is i couldn't is. no i couldn't tell you i think it might be remember when those kids shot our house with the paintball guns Oh, yeah, I do remember that. How old was I, though? That feels old for that to be my earliest memory, but I think because Um, it was kind of traumatic for me. But it had to be like a year. It had to be like a year or so before we moved, and if you said you... It would have been two. You would have been two or less. Two or less. Yes. Yes, probably older than one. Yes, older than one, but But two two or less. Two or less. So that's probably my earliest memory. And your earliest memory is a traumatic experience. Yes. Okay. What do you remember about it? I just remember those, I don't know who it was, but just those kids I don't know who it was either. shooting our window with paintball guns. And then I can't remember if I was in the living room when it happened. You were in your bedroom. Okay. And I came out and I thought I looked out the window or somebody lifted me up to look out the window and I saw the paint on the window. But so it, I remember that totally different. See, I, yeah, I've okay, never discussed so, this with you before. So, so you were in. It was your window that was hit. With I think. Oh, it a was paintball. my window. It okay. was your window that was hit. You were in bed already. We heard it. I came in. You were awake. I opened the window to see what it was, mm-hmm. and I told your mom, "Oh." It looks like somebody shot a paintball gun. Okay. But we didn't see anybody. Okay. In fact, they could have driven by in a car. Yes. And shot the paintball. Yes. Perhaps they were time travelers who knew me from the future. And if they aimed at my window particularly. But perhaps I that okay. Okay, maybe so not, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so when you remember it of totally it, different. Yeah, when I think of it I thought it was in the living room. Um but I'm not even probably imagining how our house was laid out correctly. It might have hit that window too, but I'm remembering that it was... But maybe your mom will have to come in and tell us what really was, because my memory is not that great. But that's how I remember Yes, but um, but like... I just know that it was traumatic Yeah. in that it felt like a... It was definitely... Sounded like a gunshot. Yeah, and, I'm sure that's and why was, I remember. It had it. to be something that all of a sudden your little world of safety, yes, shattered. Did not feel so safe anymore. Shattered. So in some ways, I don't know what the impact. Those people riding around in that car, <laughs> yes, shaped your world in some way. Yes, and and to your point earlier, they had no idea that that's what they were doing when they shot. A right. paintball gun at a house driving by. Right, but they literally gave me my first ever memory. Okay. Right, that's that's like one of the that's some of the. If you're talking about like what kind of 
what kind of power you have to impact somebody. A bunch of kids zooming around in like a Honda Civic shooting up windows gave some person their first like recallable memory. It's interesting you think it was a Honda Civic. I'm just know. saying because they were probably around, you know, 16 to oh, wow. 18 so you years old. think that too. Wow. I do. I already okay. assume that. Okay. So there you go. So you've shaped some things in your mind, which is interesting. And I think it goes back to what you're saying is I think I heard you start to say that what kind of responsibility do we have? Yes. If we are shaping other people, what kind of responsibility? And maybe we need to think about that from time to time in the things that we do. So that's that's your earliest memory. I I can't honestly. You know, my earliest memory was 18 years ago. Your earliest memory is long. 40. Yeah, I know. Who knows how well, long? Well, more was. than f- more 50 years ago, probably. Well, see, here's mine. Another... Half a century ago, if you want to think about it like that. One of my earliest memories is something that wasn't very pleasant either. Wow, maybe that's what we did. Was I when living in Georgia, and we kind of adopted a stray dog, and then some people. Um, so we let it run around still because it was a stray, but we fed it and we kind of half adopted it. And then on this country road, some kids were driving a truck and like purposely swerved to hit the dog. That would be something I would remember. I and it was pretty traumatic. And what it was for me was, and maybe it's with you, is it was that feeling the first time of really feeling that there's something not friendly out there. Yes, and I think it was also, it's a really visceral, speaking of the ability of people to impact your life, it was a really visceral impact that someone else had on your life. It was a stranger who you've never met before. Yes. Can like really freak you out, scare you, do something terrible to you, and you don't know who they are. You've never met them before. And it's just indiscriminate. Yes. Because they weren't, it's not like they had targeted you. No. It was just, and, or that they knew that, for me, it's not, not that they knew that we had this dog, they just saw a dog. Yes. These people just saw, for you maybe, just saw a house. And it was like one house just going down the street and doing those things. So, yeah, maybe there's there's something there. I don't, but uh, you know, those aren't super positive. First no, memories. I, I would say you have me beat in it being less positive. I think. I don't know. I think it's, it, but it's still the same shattering dead that, dog. Shattering that sense of her and coming face, not even face to face. Becoming aware of malevolence in the world yes and i think maybe that is one of them when people hurt you i would say that then you are more hyper aware of the impact they have on on you than when they're caring for you right like i don't remember like the first time you and mom like gave me something as a kid i remember the first time that i recognized the impact that someone else could have on me right when i was in danger or scared so i don't know if maybe things like that stick with you more or you're just more keen to notice them um because i know it's a lot harder to think of things you're you're like grateful for and stuff and 
who gave those well, to you than like things pe- how people have wronged you. Well, I think that yeah, maybe there's there's something in there, and it leads me to think about you know Ubuntu and how it relates to agape, because in I used to think of agape just as a higher form of love. Right. Like there's oh these layers and as you move up there's this higher level of love. And I've been reading and thinking about it more lately and it's it's more of what what I've what I've read or, or heard is that it's actually what creates us is a agape yes. and what it has a lot to do with is forgiveness and again you have to really think about that word forgiveness in today's world we think of it as something that we ask somebody hey yes. can you forgive me yeah so you did the action already yeah you did something bad and then you're asking somebody to forgive you but it's not even really right because forgiving is giving before right before the person even needs it i was you know listening to something and the person said that's what it's kind of like we were talking about like when you were born it's like before you were even a person because you had not yet been formed Mm -hmm. your mom and i were giving to you even before you deserved it because you could give us nothing in return yes like I could not give you nothing. There was nothing. I had you, you weren't anything. No. So you could not give us anything, but we were forgiving you, and that's a pleasant thing. Yes. So as you're going through your formative period, and like I think that's what some of the beauty of, you know, what, what the message of the New Testament is, is about an agape relationship with god and others and that's where i think it's love your neighbor as yourself kind of and you know you should for you know forgive us you know what what we do as we forgive others and like wow if you could if you're going if i'm forgiving you before they even do anything wrong like i have you have already decided that it's and it's not it's not even like something wrong it's just because i'm not expecting a baby to do anything wrong other Mm -hmm. than well keep us up at night yes vomit vomit yeah have to change it's it's more of a i'm willing to give of myself to help make you something help make you the best you can be right so i'm i'm giving of myself before i'm expecting anything because I'm just doing it to help create you. But by doing that, I'm helping reciprocally to change myself. Yes. And and I just want to backtrack for a second. If you're confused at what we're talking about when we say agape, it's... Uh, it The confusion comes from the fact that when we use the word love today, we use love to describe a whole host of things. And... In Greek particularly, there's three different types of love. There's eros, which is like erotic love. There's phylos, I think is how it's pronounced, which is like friendship love. 
and then there's agape, which is this higher love. And that's, if you read the New Testament and things in Greek, agape is the word that Jesus uses in love your neighbor as yourself. Or when he says love, it's this agape love. And it's the love that, like, like you were saying, that creates. It's what makes you a person. And you, each one of us, can participate in that agape to help create other people. And it's not a... It's not something that has to do with you have that power. It's not an ego thing. As a matter of fact, when you have true agape, it kind of destroys the ego because I don't know how it was for you when, like, me and Kiki were born, but, like, it's it's no longer about you anymore. And that... Right, yes. And that's probably... I mean, the birth of a child isn't an easy thing, but that's definitely, I would say, the most clear and obvious example of agape love revealing itself in the everyday is in that relationship with a child because it it's just it was it immediate it was just like up oh, this no longer matters and yeah, there's I, no was I, there yeah i no longer matter was there any like con like could you like feel a conscious change or was it all of a sudden just this is how it is now well, i think it's the well for a baby it's the total helplessness of it like i i i can't think about myself because i'm thinking I have to, there's this other thing that's, that needs me or it will not survive. Yes. Like it, it cannot do anything for itself. And that's, I think it's, but it's not, it wasn't felt as an obligation it does come with some it and that's what i think we we miss in today's world sometimes is like like we have an off awesome responsibility but i didn't even realize it then but i think at some level you feel it because you too were at that point at some point and someone did for you mm -hmm. what i was then doing for you meaning like my parents helped form me and their parents helped form them all through this forgiving agape, agape love love so right. it's it's a responsibility to as soon as this as soon as a new life comes into your life you need to then like participate in it and it's a responsibility and I think we need to I think that's part of what we're finding is it's a and that's what the New Testament's saying and it's what Ubuntu goes to too in a way is like it's not only that we should be aware that we do it we have a responsibility to help make others the best humans that they can be yes and i speaking of your your responsibility point i was listening to um an episode of the jordan peterson podcast today and he was talking about justice and when he was talking about justice it it made me think of agape because he talked about how in our justice system and how we distribute justice it's 
we necessitate that there's something about people that needs to be respected. Like, even if they're a murderer or something, we're like, they're still a person. And I think that that part is the agape. Like, we recognize that they were created by everyone around them, by, by the agape love that God can give. And that is the part that is being respected in them. And that's like, mm -hmm. in, the, in justice itself, agape is necessary. Because if not, if there's no respect, the justice just falls apart. Yeah, I think it reminds me of there's a, um, a saying, and I'll probably get it wrong, but a saying in some of the East, Eastern cultures, like Tasha Delay, which means, as you, in a greeting, you say, it's I respect the spark of the divine in you. Mm -hmm. So I think there's, there's, something, there's he, something there. He was talking about that. He was talking about the... Like, there's, of course, you respect the person in front of you, but, yeah, the spark of the divine, I would say, at least from my perspective, like, the the original agape love that was given to you through God. Like, that's the, that's the first agape love you receive, and it's from which that you can draw to give to other people. And you can, you can learn, you can watch other people do it. Like, you can watch your parents give it to you, and it's important to notice that. And you can then draw on that experience. You can see how to enact that agape love into mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's good. I also wonder what you think about, I've, you say agape and love and a type of love. And some people would say that like, love, like it's hard to define what love is. Yeah, that's why I, that's why I backtracked before. And I was like, if you've never heard agape, then... And but we even use the, love a lot. Yeah, and we use that word, but we don't. We never kind of define it. And to me, one definition that has stuck is I, I heard someone once say that love is pure attention to the existence of another. So it's, and and I, I also think it's cool that we say we talk about paying attention mm -hmm. because it's almost like attention is something that you can forgive someone. You like, can give them attention before they... Right. Before like before they need it. Before or before it. they bring it. Like before, Because here's the other thing. I, I, attention, you know attention. Well, you know. Attention can be given or it can be taken. Yes. So something can take your attention. Yes. So you could take my attention by screaming mm -hmm. but if I give you my attention it's like you haven't even in some regards requested my attention yes so it feels like it's forgiving yes and I think that maybe it's not even the, and what the, is it what is attention to you then yeah like because you say paying attention like what is that focusing noticing ab about somebody else um, is it just being present? Yeah, in the moment with that person, is that paying attention? Because some people feel that like, and some and you can't even sometimes begin to describe how you pay attention. Some people think that like you know if you're sitting around and you aren't participating in a conversation or something, then you aren't paying attention. But sometimes then you're paying the most attention when you're, cause I, I know I've just started talking sometimes in conversation and 
would I really say that I was paying attention to what I was saying? No, I was just rambling because it's kind of expected of me. It's, it's like the situation is taking my attention, like you said, but I'm not giving it any. Right, yeah. And I think that it's not, it's not, like you said, like love wouldn't be like constant, constant attention, I don't think. Mm-hmm. It would be when attention is there, it is given attention. It is purely given attention. Right, that you're giving of yourself. Yes. And maybe that's how you help form people, is by giving them attention, which is providing them something to for which they can mirror. Because if people aren't giving you attention, then, and especially with kids, even think, like, if you're not paying attention to a kid, they will act out in order to draw your attention to them. Yes. But if you if you gave them attention, maybe they don't have to act out to try and get it. So we all crave attention from others, and I think it's because we know at some level that we're being made by others. Mm-hmm. But when we don't get that attention, I think it... Or it's easy, I think, and to go back to what you and I were talking about with our first memories, our, I've also heard, like, and it does seem like that we're at, a, we're at war with agape. And what I mean by that is we want to be self-made. Yes. We want to go do it ourselves. Yes. That's, that's at war with it. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not... If I think that I have to go out and do it myself and I expect others to go out and do it themselves, what Agape and Ubuntu say is that's impossible. Yeah. You'll never you'll never succeed you'll never reach what you're looking for. Or you'll never What's become that? the person that you could because be. Because you can't, because you are fundamentally shaped by others. Right. So yeah. what are we doing when we say I'm a self-made man or I'm a that I think that's that's a myth. That's impossible. Right. Right. And I think that's why it's so important to like surround yourself with people who will make you the best person because it's going to be so tough for you to it's impossible for you to make yourself the best person by yourself. And I also wonder I was thinking about both of our memories and maybe they're such they're so vivid and as you said visceral because when you lose some when you find that some of that safety of the forget forgiving agape love that there's something else out there you start to wonder do i have to just take care of myself yeah and does that shock you into something that, you know, agape can't keep me safe from the world? Right. It's like that's the beginning of self being self-aware, really, is when you notice that moment and you're like, oh, there is something else out there and it it doesn't care what it makes me i think well and it's yeah it's non-agape yeah and it's out for itself i mean these maybe i don't know what these people were doing shooting the thing 
but or, they're just they're thinking of themselves and they're fun and these guys that hit the dog were I don't know but it doesn't feel like they're thinking about others right when they're doing that no there's no regard for others at all um i think it's and it's a it's a really tough at least i would say where we are as a society it's a really as a society a really tough balance because there's so much particularly in like western culture and stuff the emphasis on the individual and then when people get into politics, like with community and stuff, people are like the ultimate kind of community would be like communism where everyone is for everyone else. But again, I think those are two extremes. And we talked in the last episode about balance with the twos and everything mm-hmm. like that. And it's it's like a, the individual is not you or yourself. It's that you are aware that you have been made by other people and and you have the responsibility to help make others. To help make others. It's not that you give, like you're, it's not that you're not a unique thing. Because I, you know, you know, I, I believe in, in, in the power of the individual. Right. And I'm not, you know, thinking that we're, that we lose our sense of individual meaning and purpose. I think that helps come from both how we're made and our culture and all those things. I mean, I think that... But a, but a big part of it is how do I how do I take what I've been forgiven and help give to others while... And, and it's it's a... That's why I think in the, in the Lord's Prayer it's pretty cool. For, forgive us our trespasses. For, please forgive us as we forgive others because it's 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 a circle that helps me grow as I'm helping other people grow. I'm transforming right. myself as I'm helping others transform. And I would say I think that you're asking I I think that you're asking God for that because he was the the agape at the beginning. So he forgives you so that you can forgive others. Yeah, and then you continue that, and then that just that's how you, that's how you go on because if if we're, if there, isn't like if this if there isn't a me, other than the me that's been formed through everyone, then what is it that would ever die? There's there there isn't, right? But the continuation of me keeps going. Like I, I've um. You know, I, I've heard Clay Christensen say that, you know, and it stuck with me that, you know, he was hoping, well, he would say that when he went and met God, you know, God wouldn't care about all the the, the things that he did in terms of, you know, whether he ran this business or did these things or the impact on, you know, business world those sort of things in a way and I'm, I'm paraphrasing but he said he would he thinks that god would say to him i put you in this situation how did you make the lives of all the people around you in that situation better right like that's how you'll be that's how you're judged yes if that's what it is it's not was i successful it's how do i make 
did I help make everyone else, including myself, successful? And I think that you will be successful if you go about with that goal in mind, making others, because then they, I feel like they will certainly be more inclined to do the same to you. Um, And maybe not. I can't guarantee that. You don't know. But why not act in that way? Right. Yeah, why not? Do you you think that you can act in that way with your friends? With, like, in an agape way? With your friends as you go about your... I would hope. I I think so. Okay. All right. I think so. I think that that is a large goal of mine. Well, do you think that this little chat you could... Would, was helpful in understanding responsibility that we have? Yes, or I did think you, it was. did you already know all that? No, I, I think it was, and I feel that I like the uh, Ubuntu. I had never heard that before, and um, I think that even almost, maybe not more clearly establishes that kind of responsibility from Agape, but like the... I am because we are kind of mentality is an important one that it's, I mean, that term is, is referred to as a political philosophy, not, not agape, like Mm -hmm. is a love. Yes. That's like a, it's a more, it's a, it feels like a more concrete thing. It's less abstract of a term from agape. So you can see, like, I would say that Ubuntu is the application of agape within the political context okay and like the just a specific context and so you can clearly get a picture of what it means okay um so i think that shaped a lot and i think that kind of going back to the individual thing i think that it would still be impossible to argue that there is no individual even with the agape and the ubuntu because everyone experiences different people and experiences different people in different ways. Because like I said at the very beginning, sometimes you present yourself to certain people in a certain way that you wouldn't present yourself to other people. So their experiences are individual to who they saw at what time and everything like that. Like you could meet somebody on the street who has an impact on you and it might be a good impact because that person had a great day or it might be a negative impact because they had a terrible day. Um, so I think it's almost, it's just a an addition to the argument of like, individually we're all so important and unique. And that's why it's so important to act in this way. Because you are shaping an incredibly unique individual mm-hmm. when you do this. And I think one of the ways that I've thought about it is that we're... We're all, the body we're in, we're all vessels of this spirit of agape. And we're being shaped and shaping others. And we can even be at war with it and try and shut it out. But when we, like, shine it forth through our vessel, it can help shape others. Right. So I just hope, you know, if it's if it's helped you and if there's, you know, anyone listening to any of this that, you know, go do your do your own research on Ubuntu and agape and agape and see what what you find. And if there's anything interesting that you'd like to share, share it with us. Right. We 
like I, like we always say, we're not philosophers. We're just sitting no. here on the front porch. That's right. Talking about things, and love. We're just trying to between two people learn something, and we'd love to learn and be shaped by by anyone out there that has a point of view or right. opinion or something that they might find. And they can tell us that we're on point, not on point. Yeah, terribly missing something. So we don't have we don't profess to know anything about any of this. No. Only what we're doing as we sit on the front porch and kinda watch the our suburb go by. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much again for listening. Um, I quite enjoyed this conversation, and I think it's a I'm good just, reminder. I'm impressed in, you made it through after your low keto day. I did have, yeah, I did. I was pretty down all day, so. Yes. But I'm glad that I was able to come out and do this. If you do want to share your thoughts on agape, maybe sometime when you've seen it happen, or maybe when a situation could have been bettered by it being applied, um, or how maybe you think that you. N- want to uh, try to apply it or your own interpretation of it feel free to email us at frontporchphilosophy1 at gmail.com we'd love to get some emails and please review and subscribe if you're listening on uh, apple podcasts you're a brave person if you subscribe yeah you are we have episodes could be like this or they could be far worse who knows what you're going to get out of us while we're on the front porch right but i like it So do I. Okay. Well, that's what we're doing. (laughs) Well, we'll see you in the next one. Peace out.